Sage is fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the RadioFreeNetwork.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage of the Rage Lewis. How does it make you feel that you're watching something that you have, I literally have spent no time preparing for? None. So much, so I don't even know what I'm going to talk about today. But that's sort of not true. I mean, I kind of have ideas. Like, this is how it works for me. Okay, so, like, sometimes my wife will be like, Sage... What are you going to talk about on your podcast? And then I will be like, well, I'm so glad you asked. Today, I wanted to talk about blah, blah, blah. And then what happens is somebody comes on and says, Sage, have you seen that uh, mitochondria are dying on on Mars? And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. No, mitochondria are dying on Mars. And then I'm off to the races. A- I don't know what a mitochondria is. B, I don't know if we know that mitochondria live on Mars. I don't think they do. That would classify as life. 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 Do you feel that if we found mitochondria, which I don't even know what the fuck that is. I don't even know what a mitochondria is. I'm not going to look it up. I don't even care. I assume it's a living thing. If we find that on Mars... Does that ruin all of our religions? If we find a badger on Mars, does that ruin our religion? If we find that it turns out that people moved to Mars thousands of years ago, way before Christianity, 100,000 years ago, They never heard a Christian. Does that ruin our religion? If you find out that it's not humans, you can't fuck it and produce offspring. That's how I think you like, like, that's how you would be like, well, can you screw it? And well, yeah, you can have sex with it, but it doesn't produce offspring. Then it's not human. I think, right? I think that's how one way we could, (laughs) because I'm sure we love to have, we'll have sex with anything. We'll eat anything. We'll fuck anything. We don't give a fuck. So. <laughs> That's who we are. Well, can you eat it? No. Can you fuck it? Well, maybe. All right, then. It stays. <laughs> so, okay. So this is the problem I have with evangelical Christianity. I'm just going to say it. I And look, I don't have a problem with evangelical Christianity. One of my dear friends is an evangelical, and she's the most sweet, loving person I've probably ever met in my entire life. I, her, I don't have any problem with evangelicals. I don't. I, I, you got to believe that. But because they said 
that the Bible is the inerrant word of God. I got to have fun with that. I mean, don't you? You're like, you said it. I, you threw it down on the table. You said the Bible is the inerrant word of God. And so I'm like, well, then let's play. Okay. Um, let me give it, let's like, uh, uh, <clears throat> what are the two stories of Jesus's birth? Okay. So the reason I'm thinking about this is because I think I'm going to go out and do my Christmas Eve, uh, homeless thing. So I think about Jesus's birth, right? And there are only two Gospels that talk about it, Luke and Matthew, okay? Now, I'm no evangelical, so maybe they already got an answer for this, but I just want to know. Okay, both Luke and Matthew are writers in the New Testament. They gave accounts of Jesus' birth, which differ from each other, okay? So if the Bible is the in errant word of God. How the heck do you have two stories? What's up, my friend, Lou Clinton? This is one of your favorite topics, isn't it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I just got, okay, here is a person that is, is, is actually a, um, a <laughs> an educated theology person. Uh, if you're in Medina, go check out, uh, Luke Linden at the UCC Church, the United Congregational something, you know. It's on the square. It's lovely. Uh, the UCC Church, by the way, uh, major um, player in my childhood. Uh, bought me a plane ticket to California to go to Music Academy of the West. Oh, big supporters. Anyways. The major difference, so, so riddle me this, Luke Linden, riddle me this. The difference between Luke and Matthew's uh, birth, were you, by the way, uh, named after the great Luke of the Bible? Or was it Luke of the <laughs> Star Wars Bible? I gotta know. Or don't, we're full of hypocrites, but there's always room for more. <laughs> See, that's all I want. That's all I want from anybody. Is like, look, we're screwed up, man. We're hypocrites. We say one thing and we do another. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Or Luke Skywalker. We'll never know. You were born in 1982. So it could be Luke Skywalker. Nice. Uh, Skylark. Hey, what's up, Sky? Uh, also, two creation flood stories along with lots of other pairs of discordant histories. Those of us who think can identify this the northern southern tribes writing separately. See, now here's another very smart person. Skylar. Skylark. Love that name. I love any name with the word sky in it. It's good. So anyways, in case you don't know, like, I think about this because I'm going to go freeze my butt off outside on Christmas Eve and uh, in solidarity with homeless pregnant women. Okay? Now, as visitors, Luke's account shows shepherds. See? And Matthew's account, show wise men, okay? 
Now, could it be that Luke just, you know, decided not to bring up the wise men and Matthew didn't believe want to bring out the shepherds? Maybe. Luke's narrative has 24 chapters and represents Jesus as a kind, compassionate man who is concerned about women and the poor. I like that. Luke constantly illustrated Jesus as a man by giving him human traits and emotions. Like, Jesus is for Christmas. Luke's Jesus is for Christmas. Okay. Matthew's gospel is the longest, with 28 chapters. It is the first book of the New Testament. Matthew chose Jesus as the Messiah of the Jewish people. The Jewish people, tell you. Matthew was writing for Jews. Matthew quotes from Old Testament a lot and sends messages to have faith in the Old Testament. No. No. Here we go. Habitat. Luke. In this narrative, Joseph and Mary lived in Nazareth went to Bethlehem. Matthew. In this narrative, Joseph and Mary had always been living in Bethlehem. Hmm. Birth news. Here, Luke. The news of the birth of Jesus was given to Mary by an angel named Gabriel. Matthew. Here, Joseph got the news of Jesus' birth from an unnamed angel in his dreams. Okay, well, okay, wait. Mary got the news with Luke, Gabriel. I mean, if it, it could have been that Joseph just didn't know it was Gabriel, but it's still, he got the news. Timeline. According to Luke's account, Jesus was born after King Herod's death, which is certainly uh, trackable in history. According to Matthew's account, Jesus was born during the rule of King Herod. Location, Jesus was born in a stable, Jesus was born in a house. Visitors, shepherds, magi, and wise men. Circumcision, what? Didn't even know about this. Luke's narrative, the child was circumcised. The other one, no mention of that. Private matter, don't even worry about it. Journey two, here, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus left Bethlehem and went to Jerusalem. Joseph and Mary left Bethlehem with Jesus and went to Egypt. Okay, now look. I'm not, like, you're the one that brought it up, evangelicals. You threw down the gauntlet and said, it is the inerrant word of God. Okay? I didn't bring it up. I didn't say it. But I sure am going to have fun with it. Because <laughs> this is what I do for fun. Think about bullcrap like this. Okay? Look, I, I just think, okay, and this is strictly as a businessman. I'm going to give you some business marketing advice, you evangelicals. If you don't want retards and dumbasses to be the only people in your church, you're going to have to retool this message. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Luke says the Bible's crazy when you actually read it. Words like inerrant and infallible aren't in there. At best, the Bible says that's inspired. Now there, praise be, right? Inspired. Even if the Bible or those things were errant and fallible and were the ones having to read and interpret the book. Yes. Thank you. That You see, see, I think Luke's plan... is the long game, is the smart business move. Skylark says, I don't know any evangelicals who wear no polycotton blends or intentionally leave the corners of their fields unharvested. There you go. See? 
See, I didn't even know they needed to be doing that. Emery says the New Testament is fan fiction. <laughs> I love it. I'm not a huge fan of the Tanakh either. Wow. Okay, literally, we have smart people here. That's crazy. I don't even know what that word is. I Look, it's a fan fiction. Okay, I, is this, um, uh, okay, I'm going to say something that's potentially um, controversial. I have been celebrating Hanukkah with my non-Jewish family. Okay, last night was night four, I think. How many candles I got over there? I think it was night four. Yeah, night four last night. Okay, we got a we got a Hanukkah dog. Okay, they were selling it. At, look, it was in the Hanukkah section of Target. There was the Hanukkah menorah and there was a Hanukkah dog. And I thought the Hanukkah dog was cuter. He's got the the one top candle on the top of his head, the one that you uh uh <laughs> Luke just got done stoning an adulterer. Thank God, but not a rapist, right? If you rape children, I think you're fine. <laughs> oh, Tanakh, Jewish Bible. I got it. <laughs> you guys are so smart. Um, I don't know if this is appropriating, but I just really thought it would be fun to uh, understand Hanukkah. We light a Hanukkah candle every night, and we listen to a Hanukkah prayer on YouTube, and it's really fun. Um, I don't know if that's offensive to any Jewish people. If it is, I'm sorry. But I'm trying to, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion. I'm trying to understand the Jewish culture. Uh, and may I say, at least the prayers I'm listening to, those uh, Jewish people, no joke. They're no joke. They're like, fuck, turn the other cheek. <laughs> We're coming for you, bro. We're tired of getting our asses kicked. We're tired of it. Skylark says Leviticus codes ban blended cloth and instructed farmers to leave the corners of their field on over so that the widows and orphans can come and collect it and hopefully not starve. Wow, that would be nice. Emery says the middle candle is the shamash. Yes, thank you. So in my case, it's on the top of my dog head. My shamash candle is at the top of my dog head, and then I have eight candles down the back. Thank you. Oh, 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 Emery. Okay, so you're Jewish? Okay, good. Thank you. Um, I am trying to be, I'm taking it seriously. I'm not making fun. I, we are listening to the, uh, uh, the blessings every night. I think we're going to try and fry up some donuts or latkes. Um, and, uh, let's see. Skylark says the Maccabees had a revolt, a violent revolt against the oppressors. And that's where Hanukkah. Yes. We still have the written books of the Maccabees in the Apocrypha. Yeah. So, right. So these Jewish people, Kicked some freaking uh, uh, oppressor ass. But then when they got in there, from what I remember, there was only one bottle of oil that was only going to last one night, and they had to last eight nights. But that daggone people, bottle of oil lasted all nights. All of them. And that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. So anyways, um, I'm enjoying Hanukkah. I'm Jewish. <laughs> I'm not, not culturally, but religiously. Oh, nice. Okay, I gotcha. Um, look, religion is a tool in. Okay, this is what I think. Religion is a tool to make sense of this incredibly screwed up world. Don't you think? You're like, okay, have you seen what's going on? 
around here? Can you make sense of it? Because I can't make heads or tails of what's going on. And then the spiritual advisors step in and they're like, yo, bro, peace and love, baby. Well, according to what I read in the Jews, they're like, an eye for an eye, sucker. You take my eye, we're, we're going to be talking. And may I say, uh, that was the Muslim Brotherhood of Malcolm X and all those guys, too. They were like, look, I'm not going to come and kill your ass, but if you come for me, we're going to go. Okay? So this is a very human uh, trait to not like the eye for an eye thing. But the cool, interesting part of, Jew- of Jesus was he's like, no, bro. Peace and love. Peace and love, man. Look, you going to hit me on the cheek? Hit me on this cheek. And then, like, he gets so trippy. He's like, you know what we're not going to do anymore? We're not going to sacrifice animals anymore. We're going to sacrifice me. And then, you know what? You're going to eat and drink me. That's the body of me you're beating right now, fuckers. And everybody was like, oh, my God, man, I'm so high right now. I'm so high. I am so, that acacia bush really got me good this time. (laughs) Emery, if it's still on Netflix, there's a super cute card called Hanukkah with Bubble. Oh, and we watch it a lot over the years. That explains the whole holiday well. Oh, okay, I'll look that up. Hanukkah with Bubble. With Bubba. Bubba? Bube? I don't know how you say that, but that's cute. I will look it up. So, look. I'm fine with evangelicals. I'm fine with it all. These are tools. I believe all roads lead to God. Okay. I don't know how it could not. None of this. Like, like, okay. 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 The question is, did we need an intelligent designer to build this thing? Oh, Bubby. Oh, for oh, I see. Oh, that's cute. Bubby. Okay, see, I did not know my Yiddish. Thank you. Um, so one of the interesting things about this universe, for example, is its perfect weight. It is so perfectly weighted. If it was too heavy, all of our, our there would have been the Big Bang and everything would have come back and imploded in on itself. If it was too light, Everything would have just big banged and just spread out and would not have been able to clump and make little planets and, 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 and stars and all the cool stuff we have in our. So then you're like, wow. So are you saying the weight of our universe is perfectly balanced? And I would say, yes, it is. And it's very, very flat. It's really weird how flat our universe is. Whoa, that's so crazy. That must be intelligent design until you're like, oh, small thinker. Oh, small thinker, may I introduce you to the multiverse? Because you think the universe is so big when really it's just a speck within an ocean of universes. It's a, it's a, it's a, a, it's a, it's a, it's a bubble. It's less than a drop of water in the entire ocean of infinite universes. So of course... We have a perfectly weighted universe because there's infinite universes. So, okay. So, just so you know, I'm not, I'm not like one of these like blind intelligent design believers. I, I, I get it. I get, I get it. 
Okay? But uh, Skylark says, if you like semi-dense reading, this well, what Richard... No. No. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now, Skylark? I have a story to tell you. I have a story to tell you. I'm reading it right now. Wait, darn it. Hold on. I'm reading the universal Christ right now. Almost got him kicked out of the Roman Catholic Church. Now, that guy, anyways, trust me. I just I read a little bit. I love it so much. I only read like a paragraph or two every morning, and then I digest it. I love it so much. I love the universal Christ. I did not know that it almost got him. Richard Rohr likes to say that he is on the outside of the inside. Um, you should read some of the comments on uh, Richard Rohr's uh, YouTube videos. Oh, do you guys want to hear a YouTube? You want to hear a Richard Rohr? Here, let's let's uh, let's do Richard Rohr on Christ. That's all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you like it? Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Here, this is a good one. Watch this. Uh, pray that I can do it somewhat okay, wait. coherently or well. No, this is an hour. He has something shorter, I think. Uh, full video, full video. Uh, okay, I can't do it. Okay, ooh, let's try this one. Uh, the coins of the United States of America. On one side of every one of them, it says, proudly, piously, in God we trust. Then if you turn it over, and of course it's in Latin, and most of you didn't have to learn Latin, but I did. It says, E pluribus unum. Out of many, E pluribus, one. Now, our religious way of describing that one, that unum, if we want a shortcut word for it, is Christ. Don't think of it, first of all, as a religious concept. Think of it as a descriptor for everything. This is huge, okay? So this is the universal crisis. This is his little five-minute deal. We can watch it all, I think. What he's saying is the word Christ is everything, and Jesus was just a physical manifestation of the everything, I think. Everything at least that we can see, mm. everything, every visible moment of this creation is a manifestation of the eternal Christ that existed since the beginning of... Everything we can see is a manifestation of the eternal Christ, which is eternal. Not just when Jesus came down. Time. Jesus has only existed within the last 2,000 years. And this is how you can safely get around uh, conscious beings living on other planets. The universal Christ is everywhere. You don't have to praise, you don't have to like uh, swear a holy oath to a man named Jesus. You don't have to do anything. It's everywhere. That leaves 13.6 billion years there it is. uninhabited by uninhabited 13.6 billion years by God. 
by a god. If if you think see, he's talking to the evangelicals right now. Think that God only entered the universe as some Christians seem to do with the birth of Jesus. That's it. What they're saying is there was no God. Ask an evangelical if Moses went to heaven. Watch him squirm. The Christ preceded Jesus by 13 billion years. Now, I hope you see the implications of that. This creates a basis for what I'd call a natural religion and a universal religion. That this isn't tribal anymore. This is He is trying to blow this up. He this is not tribal anymore. This guy is LSD with words. This guy is the biggest mind trip of your life if you take this into your soul. This isn't ethnic. This isn't bound to one historical story that happened in Israel. I'm not throwing out Jesus. Because I think he brings the universal message to an individual folk. And may I say, he does believe in the, uh, th that Jesus is risen. He really believes it. He believes it. I believe he believes it. Focus that we can fall in love with and relate to. See, Jesus is a focus that we can relate to and fall in love with so we can understand the universal Christ. And love. And we need that. So what we've got when we make the act of faith that we believe in Jesus Christ, we're actually making two acts of faith. To believe in Jesus, Jesus. is the personal, relational, devotional, fall in love level with God. Christ is the universal, all-inclusive, no exceptions, of everything that exists. That's a good combination, if you can hold them in creative balance. And that's what I hope to do in the book. Oh, you do, my friend. You do. You'll have to decide oh, if I we did. succeed at that. I love you, Richard. Uh, in many ways, uh, even more than the Divine Dance, although this is a sequel in effect. I guess I got to go find the Divine Dance. To the Divine Dance. Uh, for many people, I think this will be a game changer. Yes. Because they can no longer put Jesus back into a, a box that is merely tribal, sentimental. And that's what we have to realize that we're doing with any of these religions. I'm sorry, evangelicals do it the worst or the most extreme, tribalizing, God, tribalizing everything. You can't be a part of our of the everything if you don't say the magic words. But we are all doing it. We're all saying, oh, well, we must, if the only way we can believe in God is to believe in Jesus, we are still tribalizing. Oh, Jesus as my personal boyfriend, <laughs> uh, where I have this relationship that doesn't include everything and everybody else. If you don't include everything and everybody else, you are not understanding God. So when I titled the book, although we argued about it for over a year with the publishers, uh, we call it another name for everything, separating every and thing. Almost uh, to help people make the point that we're talking about physicality, materiality, 
that, that this physical universe is the first incarnation, the first manifestation, or as the early Franciscans said, my own community, the first Bible. I know that's shocking to those of us who think the Bible was just written two or 3,000 years ago, and it only started being printed 500 years ago, but you see how that leaves us in such a small arena where God has not been available to most of what God created, <laughs> most civilizations, most races, most eras, could not have known God. And that's what these wit people that are witnessing, like Mormons and evangelicals, are saying. You can't be part of God if you don't believe what we believe. Okay? And that is the great shameful lie. God, all I'm saying is that can't be true. That can't. It's impossible. What God has been involved with since the beginning of time is giving away God, making the God self available, not hiding God. And so do you see how my talk about the multiverse fits into this? Like, yeah, what if God has made infinite universes and this one is, is beautiful for the life of humans? But what if his other universes are beautiful for some other uh, consciousness or entity that we can't even possibly understand? And so and I'm sorry for saying him. I, I, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I just, I, God, how God, God is not a gender specific thing. If you want to look for God, just look. Just look. And what you see is already a manifestation. And there it is. So what uh, I highly recommend, the if you're down with this, kind of exploring this idea, the Universal Christ book, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Emery says Jesus and John Wayne book is good. Okay, I'll look that up. I'll look that up. Um, I So in the book, Richard Rohr says that there are three standard ways we find God. Uh, evangelicals find it in scripture, uh, Protestants in general, um, Catholics find it in tradition, and then the new kid on the block is experiential. And that's what Richard is touching on right there, is that God is everywhere if you just look. God is everywhere if you just look. And he makes that point over and over again in that book. And I am thinking, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'll do it or not, but I'm, I'm, I'm sketching together a church, uh, a church called um, the Church of the Nomadic Spirit, because I believe that my homeless friends are on to something. Now, the problem is they did not choose to be homeless. They didn't choose to go into the desert, if you will, to find God. They got thrown out of society without any choice, okay? And then what they're doing is they're treating the condition of homelessness with drugs and alcohol, typically. 
They got thrown out uh, because of mental illness. Uh, women, the number one reason they got thrown out was because uh, they were being abused by a man. These are what uh, uh, a physical, uh, they, they're, 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 uh, a house fire, uh, the death of a spouse or a parent. These are the reasons that get you, 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 you get thrown out of society. And so then to cover up the pain, the physical and mental pain of it all, uh, they tend to do more drugs and alcohol to, to self-medicate. Emery says, when I first came in to do a 12-step program, someone told me, if you don't like the God you were raised with, find a new one. That is so it. Beautifully said, Emery. So what I believe is everything is God. Find the God that resonates with you, okay? <laughs> Which gets you in kind of a sticky wicket because there are vengeful gods. Ah, three years later, right on. There are angry gods. There are gods of destruction. And so I'm sorry to say that if we're going to believe this universal God story, that everything is God, then everything includes destruction. I don't know how you get out of it. I don't know how, uh, and, 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 and just read the, just read that, that Old Testament. You're stoning adulterers, right? That's not turning the other cheek. That's killing somebody with a rock. Holy crap. Holy crap. Um, so I haven't really wrestled with that, but that's not my game. My game is justice and equality. Okay? Now, if you've known me, you know I get a little loud and ornery. And uh, I, you know, sometimes I'm afraid for my 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 actual physical health because I get so angry. It's okay though. I think it's good. It's cathartic. Sometimes I feel like I'm gonna have an aneurysm. I'm so angry. But anger is part of it. Anger is the fire that cleanses the forest to start anew. You get it? It's all God. Now, so with my church for the nom of the nomadic spirit, the idea is, hey man, what society threw you out, fuck society, you don't need them, and you have been given a gift. And that gift is freedom. Uh, yeah, Skylark says, destruction of oppressive systems can definitely lead to justice while being chaotic in the process. Absolutely. That's reformation. Uh, that is, you know, that's just, like, we all know, hopefully you know, when there is a forest fire. Look, I was out in those national parks out west, and there are seeds that only hatch when they are burnt you get it? Let me see if I can find that. Seeds that only come out after a forest fire. Okay. 
what grows first? So, uh, five here. Let's look. Let's look. Let chaos reign, says. <laughs> okay. Um, a blazing inferno is moving quickly in your direction. You feel intense heat, blah, 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 blah. Fire activated seeds. This is exactly what I was talking about. Saplings in Wyoming, May of si May 6th of 1998, born in the fires of 1988 in Yellowstone National Park. That's right where I was. Not in 1988, but I went to Yellowstone. Covering the ground next to the charred remains of the 200-year-old lodgepole pines that gave them life. Perhaps the most amazing fire adaptation is that some species, ac species actually require fire for their seeds to sprout. Some plants, such as the lo lodgepole pine, eucalyptus, and banksia have serotinous cones or fruits that are completely sealed with resin. These cones and fruits can only open to release their seeds after the heat of a fire has physically melted the resin. Other species, including a number of shrubs and annual plants, require the chemical signals from smoke and charred plant matter to break seed dormancy. Some of these plants will only sprout in the presence of such chemicals and can remain buried in the soil seed for bank, a seed bank for decades until a wildfire awakens them. The and then the image shows lodgepole pines seedlings growing next to the charred remains of the parent plants in the 1988 Yellowstone National Fire. There it is. Okay? You can see this throughout nature. Throughout nature. Radiolab had an amazing podcast about a butterfly that uh, was going extinct, and it did best on a military firing range that was being bombed and shot up constantly. The butterfly was prolific in that area. <laughs> okay so look i'm not here to say go on a on a on a on a, on a rampage in fact um i don't recommend it <laughs> the reason i don't recommend it is because i believe that's exactly what the government wants Every time there is a terrorist attack or something bad happens, we lose more rights. If we were to have, at this day and age, a civil war uprising, like a real one, I believe we would go into a military state. Oh, did you hear that one, Skylark? Isn't that amazing? You are so attuned to stuff, Skylark. Amazing. Um, the... Um, <laughs> so caught off guard by it. like no way somebody was listens to radio lab amazing that's very popular um okay uh, yeah what i was saying is i do not believe that you the the path forward is through uh armed rebellion because a you're gonna get locked down you're gonna lose all your guns all your freedom of speech they're gonna just take it all away okay we just read the same stuff. That must be what it is. Um, and secondly, you don't know who's going to get in there. You don't know who's going to get in there. Could be worse. I think we saw that in the Arab Spring, like over in Egypt, right? I mean, they got a more <laughs> controlling person. 
I believe the answer is democracy. I am going, I, I, I woke up this morning with a new pact to try to be more positive, move forward towards things as a move to just picking on Dan Horgan. And he deserves to be picked on. And when, when the time is right, I will pick on him. I love it. It's too much fun. And he fired the first shot. He made an op-ed about me, my name. He put his name in his third op-ed, my name in an op-ed about what a loser I am. So fair is fair. Fair is fair. He fired the first shot. I'm not done with Dan Horgan until Dan Horgan is thrown out of office and preferably seen as the worst mayor in the history of Akron. May he never, ever get a job in politics ever again. Anyways, praise be to God. <laughs> I mean, don't you see like, like the military doing that all the time? Please, God, let me kill those terrible motherfuckers. Uh, over in whatever country we're in right now. I mean, they pray to God for killing people all the time. Um, we must get new politicians on the ballots. We must get people excited about politics, and we must vote those fuckers out. That's it. Okay. Let me see some awesome comments here. Luke says, the system needs pruned. I'm a structuralist and yet an iconoclast. Two words I don't understand. Burn it down so that what remains is good and true. Okay. You see, that's sort of like a, a little bit of a, it's like um, a more advanced form of um, anarchy. It's like have momentary anarchy so it can come back. I'm a reformer. I like just dealing with the crap that we have. Luke says, love Radio Lab. My first sermon here at Medina was on Radio Lab episode about the uh, boot pond and the snow geese. I don't even know that one. I got to go look at it. Uh, you should all go to Luke's UCC church. Luke is amazing. He's in Medina. It's fair game for, uh, Scholar says, it's fair game for anyone to evaluate their public officials' op-eds or not. Thank you. I believe that every politician should be closely, closely examined and highly suspect. Luke says, in the resist Irresistible Revolution, Shane Claiborne says, Jesus is for losers. <laughs> I love it. I got to go check that out. Yeah, the good people of Medina United uh, Church of Christ Congregational. You should go over there, UCC. I'm a member of the New Vision UCC in Canton. Get out. UCCs are great. Love them. Structures, people that need rules and structure to help organize their lives. Iconoclast, simplicity. Think of Kurt Cobain. Strip things down to their core and build from there. Dig it. Dig it. Um, okay, structuralist. Do I need, I do I believe, I don't think much about it. Um, I'm, I am definitely the older I get more libertarian. Leave me the hell alone. Stay out of my personal life. If I'm not bothering you, leave me alone. If I want to shoot up fentanyl that I get from a crappy drug dealer. Fine. Leave me alone. Uh, the rock. Oh, wow. So Luke knows the UCC in Canton. Anissa Glazer Bacon is a rock star. Love the witness of the good folks here at the NVUCC. Um, 
So, look, I, I, if I was going to go to a church, I would probably go to a universalist church or a UCC church. Um, I don't see myself going to a church. That's why I probably will start a church. <laughs> um, but that does not mean that the UCC is right for everyone. Okay. All right, look. Did you guys watch uh, the Macy's Day Parade? How many pretty much naked women did you see on the uh, Macy's Day Parade? I mean, they were like skin-tight outfits, gay people everywhere. And can't you understand that a conservative middle American person would find that uncomfortable for their children to watch. Not that it's anti-gay, just that everybody's half naked doing sexual gyrations when we just want to watch Snoopy and, 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 and Pokemon balloons float by. Okay. If we are going to have diversity, equity, and inclusion, it must include our conservative brothers and sisters. And while I'm on it, let me say this about mandates on COVID vaccines. You see, you guys don't understand the slippery slope of philosophically of what you're getting into, okay? Because why then doesn't the national government, not the state government, mind you, the national government require measles, mumps, rubella, all the, the stuff that are serious killers, serious killers. Why don't they require every American on a national level to get inoculated from everything all the time. And don't tell me, well, COVID's really serious. Measles and mumps, really serious. Polio, really fucking serious. Okay? At best, it should be at a state level. And incidentally, I think uh, Mississippi requires all of that of their, of their kids. Fine. Fine. State level, maybe. Although I don't love it. I don't love it. And look, can you see my dot? Let me see. Let me see. Ow, 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 it hurts. Uh, you can't see it. Nope, can't see it. I got my booster yesterday. I got my booster and my flu shot yesterday. My arm, I can hardly hold it up. Although I feel good. You need to get the vaccination. This is not an anti-vax commercial, but you do not need Joe Biden telling you that you are required to get it. Um, okay, hold on. Let's see, let's see. Okay, ooh, all these good things. Okay. Uh, Emery says, sweet, I feel like you might know my brother. I don't have a relation with him anymore since he was sucked back into the anti-gay movement. But when he lived in Medina, I think he went to your church. Oh, wow. I'd love to know who that is. I was in Medina. I mean, I grew up in Medina. 
yet they don't get to run the place. Right. Okay. And Luke, I think, is talking about the conservatives. For sure. <laughs> the conservatives don't get to eradicate other people and other people's values. Right? For sure. Absolutely. Scholar, I didn't watch and don't typically, but they don't have to watch anything they don't like either. I, I get it, right? They don't have to watch it. But look, do you know who the um, halftime shows I think are going to be for the Super Bowl? All these rappers, okay? And I'm sure these rappers are not going to swear, but they come with a lot of non-conservative values, okay? And may I say, conservatives love football. Liberals, eh, we watch it for the commercials. Why do we have to jam this crap down conservatives' throats? And I'm not saying that being gay and being proud of your sexual orientation, being proud of your race and gender doesn't have a place on TV. Absolutely it does. But does it have to be on the Macy's Day Parade? <laughs> can't you work a little bit harder? But you can't because you know why? Because it is indeed the liberal media. They'll be like, you're going to get gay naked people whether you want it or not. <laughs> and you see, and that's what conservatives are saying. Okay? We have, if we're going to do DEI work, you got to put conservatives in there because you liberals have a real problem with conservatives. Real problem. Uh, let's see here. Luke says, because it should be with the state, but states have done a failure to nerve and stepped away from their duty. Uh, yes, true. It should be at the state level. Um, I, I do think, I mean, we were doing good until we're, look, we're a red state, Luke. We live in Ohio. We're run by Republicans. So of course, our state is going to make the choice to not mandate uh, vaccinations. It, duh. Duh. <laughs> I'm sorry. You may be liberal. I may be liberal. But we live in a red state. And you know that's true. We voted for Donald Trump. Come on now. So two things. I would like that. I'm not sure why you have an issue there. As the parent of a kid with no immune system, your vaccination states matters to me. I get it. I get it. And that's where it gets tricky. Okay. That's where it gets tricky that there are people with autoimmune conditions that are being affected by this, that they either can't take it for their own safety or it doesn't register. I met a guy, an older guy who was dying of cancer, stage four, something or other. And he took the vaccination, and he has no, uh, no antibodies. It just doesn't take in him. So he's in a very dangerous spot. But then I think, and I'm sorry to say this, we have to come back philosophically and ask, who are we? 
are we a place that mandates things we think we know best? And to a certain extent, we are. I mean, we put stuff in our water that nobody gets to say about, right? Fluoride in a water. Whoever voted on that? <laughs> Who voted on uh, speed limits? Who voted on uh, zoning? Who voted? Well, yeah, you know, I get it. You guys understand? So I get it. But um, I do believe that a national mandate on a vaccination is new territory. And may I say, I would like to also say I'm pro-choice and outlawing abortions also I'm against. Now, I'm not saying I'm pro-abortion. I'm not saying, like, you get an abortion. But what I am saying is, if you want people to stop having abortions, there should be condoms everywhere. There should be day-after pills that are free. There should be uh, 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 um, all this. Uh, you can lower. Look, we are lowering the cigarette use in America without making cigarettes illegal okay you get it <laughs> we can do this without being i'm sorry to say communist and socialist about the whole thing okay polio is the biggest vaccine campaign real uh, historically it's been super effective in most places. I think it's Pakistan that has had trouble due to the health workers being uh, co-open for military purposes. That's interesting. See, it's a campaign. Polio, polio, polio. Get the polio vaccination. But it is not a national mandate. Uh, do I get, do I have to take, do I have to take the polio vaccine? Let's see. Do I have to take it? Uh, everyone should know what everyone should know. It recommends that children get the polio vaccine to protect against polio, inactive polio. It recommends children get four doses. They should get one dose, blah, blah, blah. Uh, adults don't need it. Who should not get it? What are the types? Um, let me see. Let me go another, ask another question. What are the requirements for getting a polio vaccination? According to CDC, children should get four doses total, with one dose at each of the following ages. Two months old, four months old, six through 18 months old, and four through six years old, two months old, four months old. Lady, shut up. All 50 states, okay. All 50 states in the district require students to be vaccinated against a number of diseases, including polio, in order to attend. There. Problem solved. Problem solved. Okay? Every state requires it. It's not a national thing. It's a state thing. Children are normally given four doses. What is polio? Um, and I'm sure you can opt out if you have a, um, there are exemptions. Okay. Probably like, uh, ooh, look at this. Look at this graph. State laws not only establish exemptions for school vaccination, but also establish requirements regarding the exemption application process. This graph highlights nine attributes in school vaccination exemption laws. Okay. Red is medical. Blue is philosophical. Green is exempted student. So red is medical. So all these guys on the outside are red. Ohio does not have a medical exemption. It has a green. What is a green? 
Uh, exempted students exclusion during outbreak. Okay, that's all. That's the only one. Look at Mississippi. Where's Look, they have a purple and an orange. Purple and an orange. Purple is medical exemption, annual health care provider recertification. Okay? So there. That's it. Just do that. Just do that. Uh, Luke says, a failure of nerve. Yep. I got it. I got it. Second thing, if it were straight people on the TV, they would have an issue with it. You can't separate anti-gay stuff. Okay, I dig it. I dig it. Hey, Ace. Um, I don't think the Macy's Day Parade or a holiday is sacred in any way, but that's iconoclast to me, too. I Look, I'm all for half-naked gay people on TV. I'm all for it. But... <laughs> Some people aren't, and it doesn't make them anti-gay. Okay, how about just have? How about how about we don't talk about gay? We just talk about half-naked. How about we stop wearing skin-tight leotards on the Macy's Day Parade? How about that? Some things you can't wait for a change of heart. Racism, the best example. Got to get the stories out there. And some folks, yeah, okay, right on. Emery, do you realize that we already mandate? Yeah, I know. Yeah, we do mandate at the state level. We mandate. Yes, 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 yes. Death threats to the woman and not the governor is sexism. Let's talk about that. Oh, wait. Okay, death threats to the woman and not the governor is sexism. For sure. Oh, people love trying to kill women. People hate women. Ace, what's up, my man? I will try to keep doing my thing. My kid has COVID. I'm so sorry, Emery. Combined, oh, it's CVID. I'm sorry. Combined variable immunodeficiency. She doesn't make antibodies to do anything. That sucks. I'm so, 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 so sorry. Um, it would be way more effective to remove all the barriers to get vaccinated long before the mandate. There you go. That's good, Skylark. I'm pro-abortion for the same reason. Yeah, I'm pro-appendectomy. Yes, the same reason I'm pro-abortion, pro It's healthcare, and some people need it. Exactly. Got to figure out the common good. How shall we live together? That's the question. Collective is a hard conversation in a place that's all based on individual rights. Right. And may I say, the United States really was an individual rights kind of place. I mean, that's really, it's, uh, Luke goes on, it's the original divide in the nation. Rights of the individual, tension with the right of the collective. Yes. Federalists, interesting, let's hear this. Federalists were about the collective, the Constitution. Anti-Federalists were about the individual, the Bill of Rights. Don't you love that? That's beautiful. I love that tension. We got to be a blend, both in tension. As the mantra goes, your right to swing ends at my chin. There it is. Yes, you do have freedom of speech, but you aren't free from the consequences of the response of others with the same right. True that. Have a good day. Off to a meeting. You're amazing. Thank you for being here, Luke. Emory says the polio vaccine was offered in schools without parent consent. Emory says all 50 states offer medical, including Ohio. Uh, Emery says Ohio also offers religious and philosophical uh, exclusion. Okay. Uh, Skylar says death threats to the woman, I believe, was in reference to Amy Acton. Yes, it was. Indeed, it was. All right. I got to wrap up, everybody. These are complicated issues, and we must continue the conversation to that's the beauty of America. That's the beauty of America that we are not just all like. Eastern European white people. We're a beautiful blend of fucked up humans. God bless America. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.